This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Finally got a uh, good uh, game last night. Uh, Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. you heard it here on News Talk KBOI, 670 AM. Uh, and, uh, of course, you probably watched it on television. A couple of things happen again tonight. Seattle continues to have the best percentage winning record on Monday Night Football games since 1970, 30-12 now. And Pete Carroll has never lost to the Philadelphia oh, that's Eagles. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they should work on you know Sundays and some of the other teams now. <laughs> uh, I'm a little conflicted by this, as you just mentioned, for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're now tied for the uh, last playoff berth with a lot of seasons still yet to go. Um, this team is never going to the Super Bowl. If they win a playoff game, it's going to be luck because they're going to be playing on the road. What? And they have so many injuries right now. Um, so I'm... I'm I'm conflicted because I wanted them to just start going for a quarterback in the uh, next yeah. draft and just. I mean, they've already lost four in a row leading up into right. tonight, last night. Um, but they're determined. I'm like, please lose. Although I loved the ending last night. They're determined to win and mess up your plans. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what happens, right? When your your team you want them to lose, they win, and when you want them to win, they lose. <laughs> uh, one of those is right. Yeah. Um, I was happy for Drew Locke. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the uh, ending of the game after the game talking to some of the players. No, I turned it off. Um, Drew Locke was um, nearly in tears because he didn't know if he was ever going to get a chance to ever lead a team uh, again, um, and especially to be able to uh, lead a team to victory for the fifth time in his career. He's uh, and, had uh, and a final t- drive victory. Right, and at a time when there aren't any other games on to compete with. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he he was very emotional uh, emotional last night. So it was kind of, that was that was kind of cool. Um, and I have to say... Um, he, he he's played better than Gino has played the last mm. four games. So I don't and know Gino's, if this starts a controversy or Gino's not. Gino's not on the DL, but he's kind of hobbled or something. Yeah, right? he's got he's got a, a groin. He's actually got you know groin pull, but right. um, and Drew had taken all the first team snaps. They tried him out, and he was still gimpy. Um, Gino. Yeah, Gino yeah. in, in warm up. So they uh, said, "Let's go with Drew." He's had taken all the reps this week and. My gosh, it ended up being a good thing. There we go. And I have to say, um, I don't know what you thought on that. Um, going for it on fourth down, was it fourth and two? Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll called timeout, and then that gave the Eagles a chance to look and see if they <laughs> actually had got you know to fourth and two, and they mm-hmm. overturned it. So it was uh, longer fourth. It was going to be fourth and seven, so they ended up kicking the field goal. And I even thought right then, I said, you know, 
making Pete Carroll kick the field goal here is probably a good thing because I go, they get the three points and it ended up, yeah. you know, at the end of the game, that three points ended up being really important because instead of getting them a tie, if they wouldn't have made that first down, um, you know, it, it gave them the lead, which changes the whole outcome of the game. So anyway, good game. And uh, like I said, we are the voice of the Seahawks. So you hear all those games here uh, throughout the rest of the season. You'll continue to hear those games on News Talk KBOI. As we get underway this morning, um, it is very slick out in spots. You heard in traffic uh, oh, yeah. right there, black ice in some areas, and I will vouch for that personally. Mm-hmm. It took me uh, on a drive that usually takes me 20, 25 minutes, took me 45 minutes to get in this morning, and uh, I, I knew immediately it was slick because I almost slid into our waterfall at our house. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was just wet, and... Uh, in driving, we have a, a circular driveway, and um, when I pull out of the garage and go around uh, the circular driveway, it's kind of an uphill thing, and as I turn, and I'm only going five, like five miles an hour or less, and I start to turn, and my car's not turning, and then I go, okay, I better put on the brakes, and you were sliding. my car didn't even slow down oh until it hit the grass, and then it got some traction and slowed down, and then I had to uh, back the car up, and as I backed the car up out of the grass... I put on the brakes, and the car still doesn't stop. Mm. So I slide all the way down to the bottom of my driveway, which is about oh, 10, 15 feet or so, uh, and it doesn't stop until I get to the, the planter bed <laughs> where I get some traction again. <laughs> so I'm able to back up out of there, and then I go out of the other side of the circular driveway, which isn't as much uphill. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that was just black ice. I mean, it was at freezing. The mechanic will come over and say, oh, your car's fine, but there's... <laughs> A lot of landscape damage. Yeah. Um, I know it was, you know, just at freezing, but I think there might have been some freezing rain that fell mm-hmm. in Canyon oh, County was. this morning. Well, there was there was plenty uh, at my house. It was there? Okay. In, in fact, I was fine with tires underneath me this morning, but before I got into the car, uh, on foot, I actually slid down the driveway and smacked into oh, okay. the vehicle with it, my knee. Yeah, so, so I think there was some that freezing was, rain that, that fell was, this morning. That was uh, thrilling. The freeway, not too bad, because uh, ice trucks uh, have been out. The de-icers, sand trucks have uh, all been out on the connector. Mm-hmm. I saw some of those. Some of them are going like 40 miles an hour <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Let's get this done. Yeah. So side streets and parking lots as you get out of your car going to work this morning mm-hmm. could be problematic. So just take a little extra time. Uh, no accidents on the way to work. That's why I said uh, the, the 184, or, uh, 84 and 184, both not too bad this morning because the ice trucks have been out. And the other good news because of how slick it is, how cold it is, and the fact that we have uh, rain. Um, the motorcycle cop who patrols between Meridian and the connector, mm-hmm. not out this morning. There's only one? Yeah, it, it's the same one every morning. Yeah, same one every morning. I don't know if it's his so, shift, that his, that's his job, his so patrol. Whoever, whoever this is allegedly could be, say, drinking coffee somewhere right now instead of this is, being out on the ice. This is the type of roadways and why I said last week, gosh, I hope we get some crappy weather soon so he gets off the freeway. This is the type of weather that a motorcycle, if you're on a motorcycle, you don't want to be out in. You get no traction on a motorcycle. It's mm-hmm. cold. It's wet. Um, and sure enough, no no place, nobody pulled over this morning. Now, granted, you still don't want to go 70, 75 miles an yeah, hour because of what the road conditions are. Remember, it's slippery. Yeah, so uh, speeding is kind of taking care uh, of itself this morning. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Final week 
of uh, our broadcast year for the Casper and Chris show. Uh, Friday will be our final day. Um, we're off next week, and we'll be back after the second. Um, we have uh, a couple of uh, highlight things that uh, want to get to this morning. One of them is, you know, we've heard the call that uh, cows causing climate change. Um, now, apparently, it's people breathing. I'm going to tell you about a new well, we peer-reviewed should. study that was released definitely. yesterday saying humans breathing are causing global warming. We should definitely put a stop to that, then. Yeah, that's just it. It's like, can y- we got to stop breathing. Even if we have to do it one person at a time. Or at the very least, um, breathe less. So if you take 55 breaths per mm-hmm. minute, which is about the average. Cut it to 54. Take Yeah, take 50. Take 45. Or... They could do the same as they're saying for cattles. Uh, we could be soon asked to kill people because there's too much breathing going on. Is, turn, that, is, that, to, is that the next step? Try not to eat too much gassy food, too. Just, you know. That would help, too. A little bit if, of advice. If, if you need to pass gas and fart, hold it in. Right. It's not good don't, for the environment. Just never, ever fart. Don't do it on Earth. There you go. You know, Elon Musk, this could be the reason why they're trying to uh, get, as soon as next year, taking people into outer space to stay in um, hotels in outer space. Supposedly supposed to be starting within the next year or two. Maybe that's the reason. Hey, if if you've been holding on to your passing gas, Mm -hmm. wait, we're going to get you in outer space and you can pass gas in outer space because everybody knows when you pass gas in outer space, nobody knows about it. If you're a person with a, a fairly new relationship... You could be having that problem right now. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We've also got another chance for you to get your tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll tell you how to win that coming up in a few minutes right now. A lot of other sports going on this morning. Uh, here's Chris to tell you about it. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, a place to start your day. Open every morning at 7 a.m., so 15 minutes from now. Head that way and get your oil started off great with either uh, hip drips or neat eats at Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. Did you know there was a Monday night football game last I hadn't night? heard that. Oh, okay. Well, the Seattle Seahawks, the team from Seattle, are now 7-7 seven and seven and still alive in the hunt for the playoffs after a come from behind 20 to 17 win over the Eagles Monday night with 2 minutes to go in the game the Seahawks trailed 17-13 quarterback Drew Locke starting in place of Geno Smith led a 10 play 92 yard game winning drive finishing it with a 29 yard touchdown pass to rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith Unjigba the Eagles got the ball with 30 seconds remaining but Seattle's Julian Love intercepted a pass to secure the Seattle victory Boise State Gymnastics head coach Tina Bird Monday announced the addition of Delaney Reeves to the 2024 recruiting class. Reeves is from Roseville, California, and competed for the Byers-Roseville Gymnastics Club. Reeves is the fourth signee for 2024, joining Noel Ball, Bridget Kemp, and Christina Shenikova. That's sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, that's because mommy's a hoe. 624, Christmas One, week. Which is one-third of ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Uh, see how that all ties together? People don't mm-hmm. realize uh, things like this. But if you just listen 
at the hidden messages that are around us every single day, you will uh, find why so yeah. many people buy into conspiracy a- theories. A- ignore the voices in your head and figure this stuff out instead. Yeah. Uh, email in uh, yesterday, Boyd uh, writes in, I know it's after the morning show, but felt inclined to mention a remark of uh, the Boise State pregame talk show on Saturday. One of the two guys remarked that one or both of Boise State running backs should be eligible for the Heisman if, for an example, which will not happen, Boise State played two to three uh, preseason teams like LSU, Missouri, Georgia, or Alabama. Do you think Boise State fans would still think these running backs are still very good and would have the rushing yards they do against Mountain West teams, not likely. Well, let's let's look into the uh, numbers uh, here, Boyd, and we'll take UCLA, for example. UCLA this year in 2023 was the number-ranked overall defense in the nation. One. There ranked. was, huh? Number one? Eight. Oh, eight. Number okay. eight-ranked overall defense in the eight. nation. There was only one SEC team that was better than them, and that is Georgia. Mm-hmm. They had the number three-ranked rushing defense in the nation, averaging allowing only an average of 80 rushing yards per game. So they must have, in the bowl game, they must have shut down our subpar running backs then. Boise State had 215 yards rushing. Or, okay, let me read that again. possibly they didn't. 80 yards average is what they gave up against Power 5. That includes Power 5 teams. You're talking mm-hmm. games they played against Washington, USC, um, you know, all the games that they played, and Boise State had 215 rushing yards. They gave up three touchdowns all season, rushing touchdowns all season. Boise State had two. <laughs> so based on those numbers, you tell me, would Boise State have rushed well against other teams this year? I think yes. Now, I'm going to say, with that being said, I agree with you. Um, Ashton Jenny, Halani's gone next year. Ashton Jenny will never win mm-hmm. the Heisman Trophy. I don't care if he rushes for 2,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. He's not going to win just because there's a Power Five bias. So, the, I mean, he's never going to get the Heisman votes because it's, of pe- people thinking just like you do. Well, he uh, only plays in the Mountain West. It's been a while since anyone from a non Power Five conference has won the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, it's rare to even get them in for one of the top four to to go for the Heisman festivities. As as far as the main base of what you're talking about here, yeah, uh, it's it's not, you know, uh, brain surgery. If you play a more difficult schedule, you will get more attention. If you win while you're playing that more difficult schedule, you will be ranked higher. If you lose while you're playing the difficult schedule, well, it was a difficult schedule and you don't get that much attention anymore. That's all there is to it. If they do well, yes, they may be in contention for a Heisman. It doesn't mean they'll win it, but you know, number of wins, number of yards, things like that, those can uh, those can make a difference. A lot of people have won the Heisman also, and then it turns out they get to the NFL. They and, suck, and they're not that great. They're you know, it's like their their peak of athleticism was when they were in college, and it didn't translate to the NFL. So it's it's really difficult to just look at anybody and predict how well they're going to do. Now, could he make it as one of the finalists for Heisman? Yeah, um, and it's been done before by a Boise State player. All you have to do is look at Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore did it, um, and he by far, I mean, he played and beat Power 5 defenses mm-hmm. uh, his entire career. Yeah. 
Um, he has the most wins in history. So can it be? Can they make it? Yeah. He, he's if he has one of the top rush running back years next year, like setting records like he did this year. I mean, you look at. I can't even count the number of awards he won this year. Mm-hmm. And every every morning you were talking about another award. He gets added to another list or won another award. So it can be done. But there's a bunch of stuff that has to help happen. The offensive line has to come back strong next year. And he has to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, he's not, you know, he's not going to get the massive amount of yards and touchdowns he needs to make a splash. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Heisman Trophy very unlikely, but uh, depending on how you know healthy he is next year and, and how he does, he could get some consideration at least. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six days and counting. Christmas week. 33 degrees in downtown Boise. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Let me get uh, input this morning. I don't have a dog in this fight. None of my kids have gone to school in any of the Nampa school districts. But as you heard in the news there, the bottom of the hour, Nampa school board voted yesterday 3-2 to two in favor of closing three schools and repurposing to others central elementary will stay open snake river will be repurposed to gateways west middle school will be repurposed to union school and nampa academy greenhurst will uh, be home to the preschool program and the online program centennial union school and gateway uh, buildings futures will be decided at a later date teachers that showed up for the meeting last night left in tears saying it was disheartening, although not surprising, and they labeled these schools as lifebloods of the community. Hmm. I mean, the kids will still have a place to go to school. Right. And even the teachers will still have a place to teach, because they'll just transfer them to a different job within the district, I'm sure. So I guess they're just going to be sad to see the buildings uh, reused. Well, I mean... I think uh, more just not the buildings, but the schools in these particular communities go away. And they'll be going further away to the school, to different schools. Right. Um, like I said, I don't have a dog in this fight. Um, I don't know how big a deal this is as a non parent in these school districts. But if you wanted to weigh in this morning with your thoughts, 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I mean, this this wasn't done just for no reason. Um, I think uh, in the if I remember in the news, it's like over a number of years, there's 1,200 less students in these really? schools combined that are going to these schools. So, I mean, this is a, a cost measure that they're doing. Um, it co- You know, if it costs more to keep the school open than it does to have them going to different other schools, what do you do? 
especially as trouble as much trouble as we have I mean, in I, this day and age well, I guess passing we should, bonds for right. to keep schools going. We should applaud anything they're doing to, you know, consolidate or save money in a way. Yeah. But as a parent, if you have a kid in that school, I'm just curious your thoughts this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to uh, give us an email, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Great way to start out your day. Delicious breakfast. Don't have time for breakfast? Pork belly opens up in 15 minutes. You get in early in 15 minutes, you can probably get your breakfast ordered and eaten probably within 15, 20 minutes. Now, if you don't have time, of course, but you still want to get uh, your day started off right, they do have the coffee drive through hot coffee, iced coffee. you got energy drinks. You don't even have to get out of your car. That'll make it quick for you. They also open up at 7 o'clock. Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. Boise State head football coach Spencer Danielson announced Monday that running backs coach James Montgomery is staying in Boise and will be on the Broncos coaching staff next season. So far, Montgomery is the third official assistant coaching hire for 2024, joining offensive coordinator Bush Hamden and defensive coordinator Eric Chenander. Montgomery will make $235,000 in the first year of a two-year contract if it is approved by the State Board of Education. In men's college basketball, Monday, Eastern Washington beat Cal Poly San Luis Obispo 62-53, and Portland State topped Fresno State in overtime 75-72. Tonight, Coppin State plays at number 20, James Madison. Troy faces number 25, Mississippi. Number 22, Virginia travels to number 23, Memphis. Number 6, Marquette plays at Providence. Southern Utah faces Montana State, and Montana meets UC Davis. That's sports. Now, every time you say Chenander, mm-hmm. my mind shouts out, Chenander Bong, Chenander Bong. <laughs> That's Miss Chenander Bong. Miss Chenander Bong, yeah. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657, uh, 32 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, be aware, could see some uh, patchy black ice out there this morning, and I'm saying that due to experience. Done a good job on the main freeways and main roads with uh, de-icers and sanders out, but some of the side uh, roads, and also as you get out of your car, possibly in parking lots that haven't been yeah. de-iced. Uh, Slippery. You could uh, find yourself falling on your butt real easily this mm-hmm. morning, so... Uh, we're right at freezing. Be careful on the overpasses and uh, bridges, especially because they tend to freeze a little quicker um, than some of the other areas this morning. So just take yourself some time and, you know, be entertained. Keep listening here to News Talk KBOI. Coming up for you still on the way, we have another chance for you to pick up your tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Keep listening in. Next hour, we'll give you the details how you can win. You will be texting to win once again this morning, uh, but we'll give you the specific thing that you will be texting in coming up here next hour so that you can begin to do that we've got a lot of tickets we'll be giving away this week uh, a pair this morning couple pair coming up tomorrow morning and then thursday and friday we'll also have tickets for you to win on the way for you this morning we have r&r barbecue also to give away with our casper and chris damn near impossible question it's brought to you by berkshire Hathaway home services silverhawk realty interest rates on mortgages dropped again for the 13th week in a row this past week. Um, as interest rates continue to drop, is it time for you to jump into the market? You've just been waiting. They can help you through that process, and all you have to do is call 208-888-4128. All right, our question today, 
how many crimes are mentioned in the Constitution? It's a two-part question. How many, how many crimes are mentioned, and what are they? If you know the answer, stick around. Coming up after 8 o'clock, you can win. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regions Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, with the shortest day of the year coming up at the end of this week and more gray skies arriving with the official start of winter, a number of us find it more challenging at this time of year to maintain our energy levels and positive moods, even though we should be positive because Christmas and New Year's are right around the corner. What's up with that? Well, I mean, you're describing this kind of lull and even depression, which is known as seasonal affective disorder, perhaps aptly known as sad. And it's it's very real and it affects millions of people every year. Short of pretending that we're bears and trying to hibernate until the long sunny days and blue skies of spring, what can we do to fight off this seasonal depression? Yeah, so fortunately, there is a proven arsenal of things that we can do to fight off sad or seasonal affective disorder. And the top of the list really is actively seeking out light, whether it's natural or even artificial. So a daily dose of bright light, artificial or otherwise, especially in the morning, has been shown in multiple studies to be effective and it can really elevate mood. So every opportunity that we have to soak up some sunshine um, really can help lift our spirits. Do you have uh, any other treatments we might be able to try? Exercise also uh, can be helpful for body and mind. We know that increased exercise and physical activity can raise levels of the feel-good neurotransmitters, things like dopamine. Um, It also is helpful to limit junk food consumption, do what we can to manage stress. Things like mindful breathing, yoga, or meditation can help with seasonal affective disorder. Quite apart from limiting our junk food consumption, you have news about the benefits of consuming one particular natural food item that is both relatively inexpensive and widely available. What is this new wonder food? It is the tomato. Um, A newly released international study suggests that eating about one large tomato, four ounces or so each day, can help reduce high blood pressure by as much as 35% or so. Any theories as to what it is about the tomato that's so helpful for us? Well, tomatoes are really loaded with some key nutrients like potassium and lycopene, which have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. So is it time to then pack our refrigerators and load our plates with tomatoes? (laughs) It's not necessarily the magic food. It's not going to cure all of our ills, but it does validate certainly eating tomatoes and, in fact, the key role that nutrients, particularly these kinds of vegetables, play in heart-healthy diets. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thanks for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Tonight, people in Nampa raised concerns about Nampa School District's proposal 
to close several school district, schools excuse me, because of low enrollment. It was the first time, aside from regular school board meetings, where people could ask trustees mm-hmm. direct questions and possibly voice their concerns. Abby Davis was at that meeting tonight, so what are people saying, Abby? Yeah, they're pretty upset, actually. Several dozen people were, were at tonight's meeting, including parents, teachers, coaches, kids. Although Nampa's population continues to grow, Nampa school district's enrollment has shrunk over the past decade. That's because district staff say most people moving to the area are actually moving in their within Valley View school district boundaries and not Nampa school district boundaries. So because of Nampa school district's low numbers, spokesperson Kathleen Tuck says they need to make some hard decisions quickly. District administrators recommend the school board close three elementary schools and one middle school by the beginning of the 2024-2025 school year. 208-336-3700. Down 670 on your Verizon Wireless. As I mentioned earlier, um, just taking your thoughts on this. I don't have a dog in the fight. Don't have a kid uh, in school anymore. Never had a kid in the uh, school district. But as you heard, that's a lot of students that have left those schools. So what do you do with it? When it starts to become more expensive to keep I, the school open for the number of kids there, then it really... I think you slightly change the boundaries and try to give them all an, uh, as much of an equal number as possible. We're taking your thoughts this morning on what you think should happen, um, what your thoughts are on what is happening, because, I mean, this is a, a done deal. As of right now, the trustees voted 3-2 to two last night to um, close a few of the schools and to repurpose some of the others, which means sending the kids that were going to those schools to a different neighborhood, different neighborhood school. Um, Philo writes in, I noticed that the Nampa school district faced with declining enrollment and the closing of some schools had absolutely no problem accepting the revenue from the bond issue. They sneaked past us last month. Pretty sleazy. I, I don't think they sneaked it. As far as I remember, it was in it was the news up, everywhere. It was up for a vote, too. Yeah. Um, so people, you know, voted for it. So I don't know if you could necessarily say that it was sneaky. However, maybe you're part I mean, of saying that it's sneaky is they didn't tell you that they were thinking you know, of closing the school districts before they took but, the vote. And if, if there is something that's in the news and uh, hardly anybody pays attention to it, that doesn't make it sneaky. It just makes it. Well, usually boring. Tom uh, writes an email, Mike at KBY.com, says, I overheard a school district administrator, not Nampa, discussing this situation. It's happening in other areas, crying that it was due to charter schools and homeschooling. Hmm. Said public schools were taking the hit. Just maybe they should be looking for the reason. Well, they should be, yeah. Yeah, that's a, if, that's a good if idea. If they'd like to put a stop to that. If more people are con- going to continue to homeschool their kids... Or send their kids to charter school. What what is the reason? Why is it that some parents think that them teaching well, their own kids too. is better than a trained school teacher teaching some, their kids? Some do it, you know, because of uh, beliefs and values and things like that. And others do it simply so their kids can have one on one instruction, uh, which you don't normally get in public school from a teacher. However, it's kind of interesting that they're closing these buildings and consolidating instead of just rejoicing that they now can have fewer students per class. But they're not going to do that. No. Well, and will they have fewer students for class because they're moving them to different schools? Well, no, they won't now. I'm yeah. saying before they could have done it had they just stayed in the same schools. Okay, there are fewer kids coming to this school this year. Great. Smaller classes. No problem. No, but, 
but there's a money problem, I'm sure. Another email, uh, Mike at KBOI.com says, uh, I think this is huge news that they kept hidden from the general population. Thousands of people have moved to Nampa, and yet they have 1,900 fewer students. This is a sure sign. People have realized what a failure the public schools are and have gone to homeschooling and charter, charter schools. Maybe some of those kids will actually learn how to read now. There's another person talking about There's, charter schools and homeschooling. The public schools are not a failure. There are plenty of kids who go through the public schools and do quite well. Do you think charter schools and homeschooling does a better job than teaching in public schools do, than public schools do? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, we're we're going to take a break here. we got sports coming up, and when we come back after bottom of the hour, uh, I'm just curious what you think, because there's something else going on in Idaho, and I didn't realize that there were this many schools doing this. Would this make a good alternative to some of these schools that seem to not have enough students uh, in them, that they're losing money, and instead of moving students to a different school, Maybe they move the school to different days of the week. We'll talk about that coming up after the bottom of the hour and see what you think about school districts here in Idaho moving to four-day school weeks and see if you had any idea that there were this many actual school districts in Idaho who are already having four-day school weeks. That'll be coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. Continue with your thoughts. If you want to email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, you can also text us, 208-336-3700. Time for another check on... What's going on with sports again this morning? Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open, and what a fantastic place to get breakfast or lunch. Or if you just like breakfast and would like to find a place where you can get breakfast, even for lunch, they serve breakfast the entire time they are open. Now, they don't serve lunch for breakfast, but they will serve breakfast all the way up until close at 2 o'clock. Boise State women's golf head coach Kaylin Downs Monday announced the addition of Brooke Patterson to the 2024 signing class. Patterson is from Eagle. She is currently in her second year attending and playing golf for the University of Cincinnati. In 15 events competing for the Bearcats, Patterson's scoring average is 76.8. In four years at Eagle High School, Patterson was player of the year four times, finished in the top three at the state tournament four times, was on the All-State team four times, and was on the academic All-State team four times. As a high school sophomore, she won the Idaho State women's amateur title. In the NBA Monday, Joel Embiid scored 40 points in a losing cause for the 76ers. They were beaten by Chicago 108-104. Cleveland beat Houston 135-130 in overtime. The Clippers scored early and often defeating Indiana 151 to 127. Cade Cunningham of the Pistons scored 43 points, but Detroit lost to Atlanta 131-24 and Utah topped the Nets 125-108. Tonight Phoenix plays at Portland at 8 p.m. That's sports. Casper and Chris on iHeartRadio app. We are News Talk KBOI. An update across the board, Nasdaq, S&P and Dow all up again today. Dow up 40 uh, right now ahead of the opening in about seven or eight minutes. Uh, NASDAQ is up. S&P is up. Looking for another record day uh, on the Dow and continuing with the Santa Claus rally. However, for those of you who are out there hoping that you are going to have Santa drop you off a brand new Apple Watch for Christmas, hold on. Hold your horses. 
and I think it's a good it's a good thing you pointed out, Mike, is that this only applies to the most recent models of the Apple Watch. Now, this really comes down to the International Trade Commission. There is a company, a uh, medical de- a device maker, Massimo, under the ticker symbol MASI. Uh, they had a cease and desist uh, and limited ex- exclusion order actually granted. So basically, a- Apple is coming along and saying, hey, we are going to pull these these two recent models, which is the Apple Watch Series 9 and then the Apple Watch Ultra 2. They're just going to pull it off the shelves as more of a preemptive approach because there might be a potential import ban on those models, and it all has to come down to the the, the blood oxygen sensor technology in the app that uses to track that said oxygen in the blood. So bottom line is, looking at this, because I, uh, I had an interesting conversation with someone yesterday who was kind of concerned about Apple and said, hey, is this going to be a big deal? And I'm like, no, you know, Apple the Apple Watch is a relatively, um, you know, new, not new, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's the iPhone that's really driven the course. And the Apple Watch is a piece of it along with their MacBooks and all that. But, you know, is this going to be a a big blow to, to Apple moving forward. And I, I don't think so necessarily. I mean, when you're dealing with individual stocks and individual companies, especially multinational companies like Apple who have sales across the globe, hey, this is always a risk that is on the table. And I don't think it's a big risk because you saw Apple shares fall nearly 1% yesterday. They're up slightly in pre-market trading about two-tenths of 1%. But again, I just think it's important to kind of <laughs> look at the overall reason why you own that stock. And again, this is just the risk that comes along with owning individual companies. Do I still think Apple is a good company, in my opinion? Am I bullish on it in the long term? Absolutely. Just a little bit of a hiccup uh, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, if, uh, if you're hoping for an Apple Watch, you're going to have to go for <laughs> a earlier model, not the brand new I one. I already have that pretty- one. <laughs> I need the new one. I need the one with the fancy stuff and like the new the new dial and ticker, right? It's how the, can uh, how the can Apple I effect. brag to everybody how great I am after Christmas <laughs> if I can't get the latest greatest Apple product? Yeah, I would align that with the phone maybe, but for the Apple Watch, even though I do have one, it's a few. Yeah, it's a few years old, but hey, it's great. It still it's, works. It tells the time. Yeah, right? that's what a watch is for. <laughs> no, not an Apple Watch. Apple Watch is to do everything else. Um, I, I also saw, and you can maybe help me on this if this is true or not. Um, I saw that there is possibility a plan again for Apple to uh, do a forward split on their stock coming up in next next year. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen the particular news on that, but I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, we've seen this with, we saw it with Amazon not too long ago. We've seen it with these other big, these other big stocks. And- Amazon was also mentioned in the same article that I saw too of, of possibly doing another split next year. Yeah, and I mean, is that, is that good news usually for a stock if they're going to do a forward split? Well, from what we've, if you look at this from the bare bones, it, like if you own a stock and it does a split, your value of it stays the yeah. same, right? You just, you just in theory own most, own most shares. But the reality of it is, it's kind of the little tailwind that it gets is it makes entry, uh, uh, access to entry a little bit easier, right? Because if you have an Apple stock that's close to 200 bucks a share, you know, maybe someone doesn't have that $200 to go into it or dollar cost average into it, right? So, or getting, getting more representation in other indexes as well. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, from what we've seen, these even though these stock splits don't have a fundamental shift, it does get a little bit of a tailwind because, in theory, it's more it's more dollars that can get access right. to those shares. All right, uh, we'll keep an eye on things today. As of uh, right now, though, going into the opening, it looks like we uh, could have another up day. All the indexes are in the green. We'll get some updates throughout the day. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. 
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Seven forty-three. Uh, definitely not my favorite blue Christmas song. My favorite is Porky Pig. Need to find that one. We got to play that one. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Mark, listening on ninety three point one FM. Uh, driving into work this morning, um, and you uh, have hit some slick spots on your drive-in. Where, first of all, where have you been driving this morning? So I live in Eagle. I had to put a four-wheel drive to get out of my driveway. Mm. And I'm on Eagle Road. Eagle Road's not too bad. They probably treated it right now, but all inside roads are just, I mean, a complete ice skating rink. I can't believe it. And uh, Bob and Tom played that pig song yesterday. <laughs> oh, Porky Pig? Porky Pig, yeah. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. So yeah, you do need to find that. Are you that. are you seeing any accidents out and about uh, so far in your drive? I went by the middle school and there's a crowd around one person, so I think they probably went down. <laughs> Just like the warnings that we had a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, hey, Mark, thanks for listening and thanks for uh, giving us an update. And there you go. And I mentioned this earlier this morning. Side roads are the ones that haven't been treated yet. Uh, 84 was was pretty good, mm-hmm. and he just mentioned Eagle Road is pretty good. Uh, side roads, I almost slid into my um, waterfall water fountain at my house this morning because my car wouldn't turn and the brakes wouldn't work um until i hit some grass to give me a little bit better traction but um and i as you mentioned it it looked like the roads were just wet but as you mentioned we had got some freezing rain overnight and you almost fell on your Easter also getting just leaving the house this morning. yeah i uh, slid about uh, three feet on the driveway and smacked into the car with my body. Which is way better than smacking uh, over backwards on your back, considering uh, your back problems for the last uh, week. So That's a, a really good point. It's a, yeah. it's a good thing the car broke your fall, right? I could still be in the driveway. <laughs> KBY News Time 745. Uh, time for another check on what's going on with sports. One final check brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget, if you want to check out their menu before you head on out there, ThePorkBellyIdaho.com. The Seattle Seahawks are now 7-7 seven and seven and still alive in the hunt for the playoffs after a come-from-behind 20-17 win over the Eagles Monday night. With two minutes to go in the game, the Seahawks trailed 17-13. Quarterback Drew Locke, starting in place of Geno Smith, led a 10-play, 92-yard game-winning drive, finishing it with a 29-yard touchdown pass to rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith on Jigba. The Eagles got the ball with 30 seconds remaining, but Seattle's Julian Love intercepted a pass to secure the Seahawks' victory. Boise State Gymnastics head coach Tina Bird Monday announced the addition of Delaney Reeves to the 2024 recruiting class. Reeves is from Roseville, California, and competed for the Byers-Roseville Gymnastics Club. Reeves is the fourth signee for the 2024, joining Noel Ball, Bridget Kemp, and Christina Shenikova. That's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
752, uh, Nampa School Board of Trustees last night in a uh, meeting. School Board Trustees meeting voted 3-2 to two in favor of closing and repurposing six schools in the Nampa School District. Central Elementary will stay open. Snake River will be repurposed to Gateways. West Middle School will be repurposed to Union School and Nampa Academy. Greenhurst will uh, be home to the preschool program for going forward and the online program. Centennial Gateways and Union will be decommissioned and their future will be determined later whether or not they will be demolished or be used for other purposes. Just taking your thoughts this morning, as, as I mentioned, you know, Chris and I don't have kids in those school districts. I don't have kids. Chris doesn't have kids in school anymore. For those of you who do have kids in those districts, what are your thoughts this morning? Uh, please feel free to uh, share once again at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Damon uh, texts us in to say he sees what's going to happen, says they're going to close the schools, move the kids into other schools, complain about the overcrowding, and ask for a bond to build new schools. Who knows? Could be possible. Mm-hmm. As I was uh, going to last hour heading into a break, um wanted to get your thoughts on maybe this could possibly be an answer in saving money to be allowed schools to stay open instead of having to repurpose, move kids, close them down. And that is, what are your thoughts on districts, school districts, moving to a four-day school week? I didn't realize this. Did you know there are 97 school districts currently in Idaho that are on a four-day school week? 97 or 90, 97 schools? 97 school districts. Because there are only about, a, what, 118 school districts? Or no, there's like that. three over 300. Oh, there are? Yeah, there's over 300 school Didn't districts. Yeah, they did. Huh. We were school district 302 in Nespers when I was growing up. Oh, yeah, up. we were 411, but I didn't think they just... You know, gave them like one, two, three. I four, think they five, do. Three. Okay, I well, could maybe. be. I could be wrong. I, I could maybe. be wrong, but I I think they do. Uh, Jerome School District held a town hall meeting uh, in November to discuss the possibility of joining the other neighboring school districts who have already changed to a four day school week. It would be weird that you have all these schools around you four days and then one that that doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Jerome School Board could decide to make that change in an upcoming uh, meeting. Um. Is this, as a parent of older kids, I wouldn't have minded this. This would probably have been a good thing. But as a parent of younger kids who had both parents working, wouldn't necessarily have been for this. And I know that sounds like that's because you use the school uh, as a daycare facility. (laughs) You're kind of right. Monday through Friday, Starting in first grade, your kids go to school in the morning. Mom and dad can go to work all day, and then one of them or both of them gets off, and you pick up the skids or make sure your kids, you know, you're home in time for your kids at the end of the day. This this would cause a problem because most workplaces don't have four day work yeah. weeks as much as we would like them to have. <laughs> I'm just curious of your thoughts. Would you think that this number one would work, and number two, would you be for this as a parent? My uh, granddaughter goes to a, a, a charter school in, in Boise, and they only go Monday through Thursday. How do they like it? Uh, she loves it. Well, I know the granddaughter <laughs> she's does. Only, she's only in kindergarten. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I know the granddaughter four does. Four days on, three days off. I, I haven't talked to 
you know, any of the parents. I don't know how they feel about it. But I mean, as a student, wouldn't you have loved this? It, it wasn't a thing where they had, you know, we're going five days and then switched it to four. I think when they opened that school, they just had it for four days a week. But uh, yeah, yeah, a three-day weekend. I mean, look at it, even us. Sign me up. You're starting to hear more and more businesses talking about wanting to go to four-day work weeks right. where they work, you know, 10 hours per day. I I would be for that. Um, however, in a news talk radio station, you still have people working on Friday or Monday, whatever day you would take off. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just going to have, you know, dead air or put somebody else on in that time. So we're not going to be able to go to it. But I would love it. As a, as a school student, I would have loved it. As a parent, not so much. <laughs> and that's one of the things they bring up concerns uh, include extra day of child care for many parents. Other concerns uh, include academic performance with courses being covered in four days I- instead of five. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Remember, you can always email us also, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. It's 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Tonight, people in Nampa raised concerns about Nampa School District's proposal to close several school dis- or schools excuse me, because of low enrollment. It was the first time, aside from regular school board meetings, where people could ask trustees direct questions and possibly voice their concerns. Abby Davis was at that meeting tonight, so what are people saying, Abby? Yeah, they're pretty upset, actually. Several dozen people were, were at tonight's meeting, including parents, teachers, coaches, kids. Although Nampa's population continues to grow, Nampa School District's enrollment has shrunk over the past decade. That's because district staff say most people moving to the area are actually moving in their within Valley View School District boundaries and not Nampa School District boundaries. So because of Nampa School District's low numbers, spokesperson Kathleen Tuck says they need to make some hard decisions quickly. District administrators recommend the school board close three elementary schools and one middle school by the beginning of the 2024-2025 school year. 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. i taking your phone calls on your thoughts. If you have kids in this district, what are your thoughts? Even if you don't have kids in uh, this district, if this was going on uh, with you, what would be your thoughts? Yeah, if you live, you know, uh, a block or two away from a school and all of a sudden they close it and your child has to uh, be bussed elsewhere, that's probably not a good feeling. Also, uh, weighing in with your thoughts, uh, there's... A number of school districts in Idaho, uh, according to a story in the Idaho Press Tribune, 97 school districts currently on a four-day week in uh, Idaho. That includes the majority of schools in the Magic Valley, and even more are taking votes here before the end of the year to decide if they are going to go 24, 25 school year starting four-day work uh, school weeks. Lisa, <clears throat> sorry, Lisa and Meridian wrote in. She says, my home base school district in East Idaho has been four days for years. They've already had graduating classes that don't know of five days. My fam loves it. The area has evolved into four, ten work weeks. In other words, four days, ten hours. More family vacay time, easier to do errands, less absences. It was a rude but hilarious awakening for my nephews when they went off to college. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't get a three-day weekend. It really works for smaller districts, but I cannot imagine Ada West having 25,000 kids running around free on Fridays. That's Lisa. Yeah. 
Um, another no name on this text message says the closure of the Napa school district doesn't uh, directly affect me, but I would be curious to know if test scores have increased with smaller class sizes. We've heard for years how bad the overcrowding situation has been and how detrimental it is to student learning. Um, I, I don't necessarily, uh, know they haven't had time to test, you know, the, the smaller class sizes here with the specific classes you're talking about, but there is plenty of data. And that's the reason why you, you set certain limits, why you don't want to see more than a certain number of schools per teacher, because it is proven that it is detrimental to learning for the students that the less students per teacher that you have, the better you have for them learning. And it's especially true because not everybody learns at the same level. So well, yeah, that's true. You're you're able to give some of those kids who maybe don't learn uh, as quickly or as well as some of the smarter kids, you're able to give them a lot more time if you have a smaller class. If you have a lot more kids in that class, you're spreading that out amongst mean, a lot more. You mean as much as the differently abled kids? Yeah. Okay. Or the kids that just have, you know, maybe some learning disabilities. Yeah. Uh, Williams uh, writes in Mike at KBOI.com. I was listening earlier, earlier today when you read an email where someone accused Napa School District of taking money in a bond. Had the community passed that bond last year, Napa School District would be in a better place right now. However, the vote that was passed was not a bond this year. It was a levy. It wasn't passed. Then Napa School if it wasn't passed, the Napa School District would have to have even more cuts that they would have to take. There is a difference between a levy and a bond. Thank you, William, for writing in with that. Appreciate the clarification as well. Sheldon writes in, text message 208-336-3700. The four tens work week, work week is nice. Uh, if you have work to work overtime, it's on Friday instead of Saturday. As far as schools go through, maybe it would be better to let small kids stay with the five-day week and maybe junior high and high school kids uh, that way, the people who rely on them for being able to uh, work, yeah. they'd still be able to make work and provide for the little ones. And the it would still be basically it would still be daycare under a certain age. Yeah, I mean it would not be daycare, but it would take the place of daycare. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, you know, I know people probably have, uh, especially teachers, saying we're not daycare. No, I I don't mean it in in that way, but you know, as a parent who who had kids, you know, going to school, it, right. it was daycare because before the kid was in school if if it was kindergarten you had to find daycare for that kid half the day as soon as they hit first grade 8 a.m to four o'clock in the afternoon you were able to uh, work and then go mm-hmm. pick up the kids and and have the day to to work so uh, in a certain way I'm, I'm just using that is it kind of is daycare even though i know it's not so don't teachers don't say uh, that you're you're not a daycare yes i get right. that you're not it has similarities but it is in fact school yeah uh, another text message in at 208-336-3700 says, I think the four-day school week is a terrible idea. If we learned anything from COVID shutdowns, children need to be uh, in person, um, in-person time to be successful. Well, you would still have four days of in-person time. You wouldn't have any less time of in-person time. Not true. You just cut out one day. Your classes would be a little longer. Yeah, your classes, you know, you, you still are going to be putting in the same amount of hours in four days as you would in five days. It's just cutting out one day of having to go to school, which saves the school district a lot of money. You have school dis- buses that don't yeah, have to run. The, you don't have lights, you know, all that stuff. I think the rule right now in Idaho for public schools is that you have to be in, and, and I don't know, this this may have changed since when I was in school, but you had to be in session 180 days in the classroom. 
and that was it. Just yeah. 180 days of the 365, so 180 days on, 185 days off. But I don't know if that's still the rule. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's counted by hours now instead of days. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Stay tuned. Still going to give you the word you'll be texting coming up here to get the famous Idaho Potato Bowl tickets absolutely free. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. On the way next, we have a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue with the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. That's going to be coming up right after Bronco Sports today. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. We've got a $50 gift certificate to give away today, R&R Barbecue. You can use it at any or both locations, uh, downtown Boise or the village at Meridian. Scott is going to get first crack at our question today. Scott, how many crimes are mentioned in the Constitution, and what are they? Uh, Three, piracy, counterfeiting, and treason. That is it. Yes, that's it. Treason, piracy, and counterfeiting are the only three crimes mentioned in the Constitution. We're we're clapping for the answer, not for, you know, treason. It's okay to murder somebody! Yeah, piracy! Uh, See, and that, quite frankly, is uh, why you don't see a lot of piracy today, because everybody knows it's against, you know, Constitution's again. Mm. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Scott. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Uh, Don't worry if you didn't get through today. We have... Chance for you to get the R&R Barbecue Gift Certificates tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. All right. Promised we were going to get to uh, texting and winning your free famous Idaho Potato Bowl tickets. You're going to have between now and uh, 9.55 to text the word football. That's it. We've we've done a lot of potato-related stuff. We haven't done much football-related stuff. Let's do a football-related thing. Yeah, just text. Very, very related. Text football to 208-336-3700. That's Mm. it. Nothing more, nothing less. Football. And then everybody that we get in between now and 955 will be in, and we'll pick one at random to get those free pair of tickets. Once again, we'll have tickets today, tomorrow, and Friday. Uh, Just keep in mind, you do have to pick up your tickets either uh, by... Uh, today, tomorrow, or close of business on Friday, which is earlier than normal. We will be closing for the holidays at 2 o'clock on Friday, so just be aware, if you're going to win these tickets, you do have to come in and pick them up, because we will not be emailing or mailing them to you. So text away right now, 208-336-3700, football to win your free tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hmm. Reaching for the exit. Now, there's a song I won't get out of my head. Dominic the Donkey, uh, the Christmas Donkey song. Thank, thanks a lot, Derek. Appreciate that. <laughs> you got it, guys. 837-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you want to get through to us, you can also email 
Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And don't forget, we are letting you text right now to get your free famous Idaho Potato Bowl tickets. Text the word FOOTBALL to 208-336-3700. You've got about an hour and 20 minutes left to do that. One person will be chosen at random from all those uh, text messages to get those free pair of tickets today. Daniel, listening in uh, Nampa on 670 AM. Uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Good, good morning, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays to you guys. Um, I want to say I liked your question this morning, and I wanted to just follow up and comment on why there's only three crimes mentioned in the Constitution. Um, my theory is because the Constitution wasn't written to make laws for the people. The Constitution was written to restrict the powers of government and to reduce tyranny. Um because that's what they come from. So I'm riding into work here with my daughter, and we're having that conversation. I thought I'd call in and see what you guys thought about that. How cool is that, that you're riding with your daughter, listening to KBOI, and look at the conversation just listening to us brought between you and your daughter. That's that's awesome. Where are you taking your daughter to school, by the way? She's homeschooled. Awesome. Now, wait a minute. Let me get this right. You're taking your daughter to school... And she's homeschooled. No, I'm taking her to work. Oh! I'm taking her to work with me today. <laughs> there we okay. go. But she's homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> I thought because she was homeschooled that maybe yeah. you wanted to give her the school experience. So you put her in the truck, <laughs> drive her to, around a while, just so she can get the experience of actually going to a real uh, public school. Um, can I ask yeah. you a question? Since we have you on your line, Daniel, and we are talking about schools this morning, and some people seem to think that the reason the Nampa schools um, even though Napa has been growing at one of the fastest rates in Idaho, um, they're having to close down schools because less and less people are going. Some of the people are saying it's because of homeschooling and charter schools. Why did you and your family decide to homeschool over public schools? Great question. Um, we decided, in, and let me just give a, a little bit of context. We've got four kids. I've graduated three from homeschool. Uh, Sophia is 16. She'll be my fourth. Um, we decided because of uh, basically worldview issues. Um, we wanted to in- instill values and, and a worldview that we thought were consistent with um, really more of what this country was founded upon rather than what it's turned into uh, as of late. And, uh, and also quality of education. We felt like we could give a, a, a robust, good quality education to our kids um, that would not be had. So it was those two reasons in particular. But your fir- your first reason would be for political reasons is basically what I'm reading into that? Okay. No, not necessarily political. I would say more uh, faith-based. Okay. We, okay. Uh, we wanted to raise them with a, a Christian worldview and Got with it. a biblical worldview. How... Um, you, you said three have already graduated. Did they go on to college? One of them did, yeah. He went to ISU in Pocatello and um, did very well. Uh, he's now graduated and got a salaried position here locally. Um, and he had most of his school paid for because of his ACT scores. Wow. Uh, which was a, a, a neat learning experience for us as homeschooling parents because we weren't exactly sure how all that would work. But... Um, but it actually worked out very well. And then another son has completed a certificate at CWI for machining and tooling, um, and he's now got a, a good job here locally. And no, um, and, and no school uh, loan 
bills, right? And no debt. Yeah. And no debt. Yeah, neither of them have any debt. That's awesome. So, um, and my daughter's taking a couple CWI classes presently. So, dual credit. So far, um, you can basically claim that you had three valedictorians in your family, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Graduated number one well, in their class? That's funny. I guess we could say that. They, uh, they are in cooperatives with other homeschoolers, and so... Compared to them, you know, maybe they weren't in, in the graduating class, but at the homeschool. Well, then yeah, don't compare them. <laughs> <house>, right? <laughs> um, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you: um, Who teaches? Do, do both you and mom teach, or does mom teach? Do you teach? Who, who does the teaching? It's a great question. We've done. We've shared it, um, but primarily, it's been my wife. She uh, she died two and a half years ago, so that's fallen that. to to me and and others. But high school years, there's so many good resources out there. We and, and a lot of it's online. So we've done some things that way in order to supplement their education. Also, cooperatives, you know, homeschool co-ops. So I've got uh, Sophia's in a chemistry class. Um, she's in a dance class. She's in a, a writing class, and other things that are done at the co-op so we don't have to we don't have to bear the entire burden it's shared right interesting learn something new every day uh, it sounds like you your daughter learned something new today and uh, so did we thanks for calling in and uh taking a couple of minutes to talk about this absolutely good and, to talk to you guys yeah, and, and, and tell your daughter thanks for listening too <laughs> i will <laughs> even though i just heard you say that <laughs> even though it's kind of forced <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks for listening in. I did not know that. Homeschooling cooperatives. That would be very oh, yeah. helpful when it comes to homeschooling. There, there are, uh, I think there are some, well, there are school districts where if you have, say, a, a homeschool student, but this individual wants to play on sports teams, well, you know, you can't do that if you're not in the school, but they allow for that. Like, you can... Maybe you have to pay a fee or something, but you yeah. can be on like if you wanted if if you if you were homeschooled, but say wanted to be on the Meridian Warriors football team, you could do that. Uh, yeah, there's a way you can arrange it. And I, for instance, uh, we had kids. We had seven kids in school. At one mm-hmm. point, they were in five or six different schools, and a couple of those were charter schools. And the kids that went to charter schools could play. Like my my son went to um, the uh, Meridian. Uh, technical academy uh, because he wanted to be a computer programmer and he went for three years to Meridian Meridian Technical but um, he wanted to play sports he played sports he got a college football scholarship he and those sports people that want to play sports from that charter school Mm -hmm. played at Centennial High School so if they want to play basketball football whatever sport they wanted to play they could go and play in the school district for Centennial uh, because they didn't have enough kids basically to make up their own you know, teams at, at the school. Right. And it would have been exceedingly uh, expensive to even do that for that school. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, a couple more emails in on the school thing this morning. Um, text message, my whole family loves the four-day school week. We actually get more time together. There is significantly less strain on the family um, with the free uh, three days, three free days every week. Uh, David writes in another text message. The kids would be better served with shorter school days. Fewer days are for the teachers, not for the students. The schools ceased trying to educate the kids a while ago. That contributed to why I left public school teaching. That comes from David. Interesting. 
Uh, another text message says, let's compare Caldwell to Middleton High School. Caldwell is 7 to 3.30, five days a week. Middleton is 7.45 to 3.50, four days a week. Caldwell is scheduled 42 and a half hours, and Middleton is 32 hours. How is that not less in uh, personal time? Um, well, you can't just, first of all, compare just two schools, because there are 96 other schools and some of those are, for instance, I'll use Post Falls as an example, who just adopted um, going to a four-day school week just this year. And they now, on those school weeks, go 45 minutes longer Monday through Thursday um, because they dropped a Friday school. Just so 45 minutes. Huh? 45 minutes per day uh, longer. Um, I, you also have to look into the school week. Now, I'll give you an example. Um Caldwell goes to school three days longer than Middleton does. So they start school a day earlier and they end school two days, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Middleton starts one day earlier and their school year ends two days later than Caldwell. Now that's, that's only three total days, not a lot, uh, of hours, but I also don't know what the school hours, uh, are like. Do they get more in teacher service days at, Caldwell than Middleton does. You also have to take that into consideration as far as total right. time of uh, teaching the uh, kids in school. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, um, we'll, we'll get to a couple more of your phone calls and emails uh, if you want. And then uh, after that, we need to talk about uh, drama in Eagle, specifically drama in the Eagle City Council. And even more specifically than that, Drama with the incoming mayor versus the outgoing mayor. They had kind of a contentious race that just ended December 5th. Mm-hmm. Kind of a contentious city council meeting last Tuesday. We'll talk about that and what the new incoming mayor has to say about the city council and the mayor who got voted out taking away some of the powers that he will have as he takes over uh, as mayor coming up in 2024. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We will be on Christmas vacation next week. This is uh, our Christmas week shows that we are going through, uh, enjoying some um, some good Christmas. That's that's a good Christmas song. Um, I have to teach our new producer Derek the difference between good Christmas songs and bad Christmas songs. <laughs> you mean like the one about donkeys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas donkeys. Uh, there's uh, there there's a tradition for you. What was his name? Dominic, the, Dominic. the oh, Christmas Dominic donkey. The donkey. Yeah, yeah, what a horrible song. And now it's still in my head. Still in my head. Uh, admit it. How many times have you watched either all of or pieces of Christmas Vacation so far this year? This year, not at all. But no? uh, other years I've you know, made it a point to see it. It's, it's in fact, on. I watched it on Christmas Day last year. It's on every day. Yeah. It's literally, you can find it every day right now. And God help me, I can't stop myself every single day. I will sit there and watch it for at least 10 or 15 minutes. And I've seen it a thousand my, times. My, my parents had seen it apparently four or five times uh, 
always the edited for TV version. Yeah, not not the and good then, version. And then one year they said something about watching it, and so my my nephew, I guess, got a, a DVD and put that in, and that what well, didn't turn out to, uh, too well. Um, <laughs> they didn't like it because it's a it's a different movie when you hatch, watch the actual it's a, it's a original very, version. No, they they get really uptight when they're swearing <laughs> or or anything you know innuendo or anything like that in a movie. So or they did back you know. I, they're, I'm they're sorry, gone now, but. to this day, I will say the best quoted line of any Christmas movie ever made mm-hmm. is when he is upset that he did not get his uh, Christmas bonus, his oh, yeah. $10,000 Christmas bonus, and he yeah, goes... They, they were kind of surprised at that, too. He that, goes that, on that rant. <laughs> Profanity-laced rant. I want to know how many takes it took to get through that. Do, do, you, want to, do you want to know what my favorite uh, quote in that entire movie is? Looks great. A little full. A lot of sack. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I also love the part at night where he's trying to read the <laughs> the magazine. His fingers keep getting stuck to her hair, the oh, yeah. magazine, and the light switch. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I have to go home and watch it again today. Uh, Neil texts us this morning uh, at 208-336-3700, says, My 84-year-old uncle attended school on Riverside Road near Pickle Butte, Caldwell side of the Snake River near Marsing, 75 years ago. He was talking about when they started to close and combine schools. They were uh, two-room schools at the time, and some were just three miles apart. I would assume this is so that the farm kids could walk or ride horses to school before cars were affordable and buses were not being widely used yet. Um, walking. Remember, if, if you ever listen to your uncle, ask him to tell uh, stories about him walking to school, and <laughs> it will be just like my dad's stories going to yeah. school. He had to walk uphill both ways in three feet of snow mm-hmm. about three miles to school. And they had horses. He never rode horses. They walked three miles uphill both ways. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that stupid story growing up. Yeah, when my, uh, you know, my dad was raised on a farm, and when he and his uh, brothers and sisters were growing up, they had to get up at night, or, and they had to get up in the morning at 10.30 at night before they went to bed. <laughs> it, it, was, it was that hard. It was that difficult, right? right yeah. yeah. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. said that right the first time. Uh, coming up after news, at the top of the hour, drama at Eagle City Council meeting over the last week or so. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, the new mayor weighed in with uh, Nate Shellman yesterday. We'll hear from him, too. Don't go away. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine oh five 
Christmas uh, week shows will be off next week. Uh, so um getting to play a lot of Christmas music. It's kind of interesting that without Christmas Vacation, that song right there would not be near as popular today as a yeah, Christmas Made yeah. its uh, huge comeback when Christmas Vacation came out. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. I had ne- before Christmas Vacation. I never even heard of that song. Is that before. right? And now it's. I-, I love that song. I think we had tons of Bing Crosby records when I was a kid, so I'd heard of it. Uh, it is uh, nine oh five. Phone lines open two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Remember, you can email us uh, Chris at kboi dot com, Mike at kboi dot com. Call us toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. If you want to uh, text right now, don't forget you've got less than an hour left to text football. That's it. The word football two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. We'll give away another pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl this morning. Out of all the text texts that we get in, we will choose one at random, and they will be getting the free pair of tickets. We've got tickets for the rest of the week, so keep listening in. Texting right now, the word football two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Uh, promise we we're going to get to uh, discussing. The uh, drama going on at the Eagle City Council meeting over the last couple of weeks really started uh, with last week's Eagle City Council meeting. Welcome to the News at 10. Tonight, controversial changes to Eagle City Code. Council members approved two new ordinances during tonight's city council meeting. A week after people in Eagle voted to or voted the current mayor out of office, many think this ordinance or these new ordinances will impact the incoming mayor's ability to choose his own staff members and run council meetings. Abby Davis was at that meeting tonight and is live in Eagle. Abby, catch us up to speed with this. Yeah, well, current Mayor Jason Pierce says he started working on these ordinances a couple of weeks ago, but he added them to tonight's city council agenda just yesterday, a move that upset many community members and mayor-elect and council president Brad Pike. With the changes that passed tonight, future mayors like Pike will have to work with the council president to set the agenda for city council meetings instead of setting the agenda by themselves. I did learn a few other cities like Boise already do this. Former Eagle Mayor Nancy Merrill says having the mayor and council president work collaboratively is a good idea considering how divisive city politics have been lately. She's more concerned about the other ordinance council members passed, which allowed them to appoint three positions. The economic development specialist, director of long-range planning and projects, and the public information officer. Moving forward, Mayor-elect Pike can't remove the people who hold those positions when he takes office in January without council approval. God forbid you have the city president and the uh, mayor having to work together. City council president. Yeah, Yeah. having to come together and uh, come up with an agenda instead of just one person setting it. I I don't know why. Well, I I do know why this is drama, because it is done in December, a week after the current mayor lost the race to be continuing mayor, and... It will. The new rules will take place beginning in January when the new mayor takes over. Mm-hmm. Now, Councilmember Pike attempted to remove the new agenda items regarding the mayor's power, or have them moved up a, a council agenda so that people could hear what those items were last Tuesday night, but did not have eno- enough votes from the city council to be able to do that. Did not have support from the council. Um, they were scheduled to be brought up tonight in tonight's meeting. 
but they were moved up because the council and mayor were concerned that uh, of people twisting the ordinance into something that they weren't, according to Jason Pierce, current mayor of Eagle. Gotcha. Pierce says, Pike is simply misunderstanding the amount of power the mayor of Eagle really has. You have no power as mayor, Pierce said. You only Your only power is to get council members to move in the direction of the way you want the city to move. But if you don't like it, they don't have to vote for it. Your job is to administer and move forward the council's ultimate decisions. They approve the budget and all the projects that come through the city, Pierce says. Now, Pike, for his side, says it's been a historical tradition for the Eagle Mayor to set the agenda alone. And this one ordinance will change that. Now, the mayor is required to work with the council president to set the agenda. And that is, as you heard there, uh, a tradition that's been in a lot of other cities that uh, are are here in Idaho. Uh, But Pike says just because they do it in other cities doesn't mean we need to be doing it here in Eagle. Mm. Current Mayor Jason Pierce said, quoting here, Through this campaign, Brad has really gone after the council members, and they don't feel there's going to be a good relationship relationship between him and them. Adding that he put out a bunch of misinformation and lies in this campaign about the council and what they were doing, he was attacking them because they were supporting me. Unquote. Second ordinance uh, approved last Tuesday allows council members, rather than the mayor, to appoint the auxiliary team. Wow consisting of an economic development specialist, so public what, information what, officer. What does the mayor have left to do? Um, just as basically uh, Jason Pierce said, he has very little power. He just is supposed to help move the uh, city along with what the uh, the city council uh, decides what the city is going to be doing, and his mm-hmm. job is to keep those in a line. That, that's the current mayor saying what the duty is. Now, it is, it is also interesting that Pierce was asked why the, this wasn't put in place while he has been mayor. Said it wasn't in place be- before, and this is a quote once again, it wasn't put in place before because there was trust between the mayor and the council. Leading you to believe that going forward, there apparently might not be trust between the new incoming mayor and the council. By the way, so in other words, if we if we don't trust who has the office right now, we can completely change what the office is to suit whatever it is that we want right now. Yeah. Neat. Now you can't do it by yourself. You have to have the support of the city council. And by the way, every council member except for Pike voted for the new amendments. So there's only one council member that didn't vote for the new amendments, and that's the incoming that's mayor. The, yeah, mayor-elect. Yeah, and Pike currently serves as the uh, president of the city council for Eagle. So from what you said there and from some of the quotes from the current mayor and uh, how upset the mayor is, you can, you can definitely say that there's probably some drama going on in the Eagle, mm-hmm. in the Eagle city council and politics involved, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, incoming mayor-elect uh, Pike, by the way, uh, appeared with Nate Shellman yesterday. Now, if you want to hear the whole interview, we got a couple of highlights from that interview. Uh, if you want to hear the whole interview, you can go to the podcast, Nate Shellman podcast. Uh, you can hear the whole thing there. But we do have a couple of things that uh, we wanted to hear um, mayor-elect Pike talk about. Uh, in this first cut, you're going to hear, uh, he explains what happened in last week's Eagle City Council meeting uh, that would limit his uh, power when he comes into office in January. 
let me get straight to the the point here with uh there was a couple of the uh, amendments that were brought into the um meeting that we just held um last week and um on the thir- the 12th and um basically they were 24 hour notice and usually in a 24 hour notice for an amendment to an agenda topic it, it has to be some kind of emergency and certainly these two amendments um 913 and 914 were not they changed the, the uh, ways that uh, a couple of things that the uh, mayor of the city can do his or her um, leadership authority by there's three annex positions that fall under the executive uh, seat. Um, and the uh, usually that's with the, the privilege of the mayor um, uh, hiring these people. And um, they're already existing uh, employees and nobody's going anywhere. Just put that on the record. But um those positions of now require the council um, to decide if those three positions will be um, under the um, um, the jurisdiction, I guess, if uh, or the uh, ability of the mayor to appoint these people at fire or fire, or the council is going to now have that that uh, power. And the second one um, is the historical. Uh, duties of the mayor uh, for the agenda setting. Um, basically, traditionally for Eagle and other cities, um, the mayor has in the past um, always set the agenda and has uh, just brought it to the council. And um, this time, for some reason, these two amendments have taken away that that power. And what's confusing to some people and concerning to me is we're setting a precedence here in my uh, opinion on the future of not only the mayor for the city of Eagle, uh, but in the city itself, but what other cities may, may decide that they don't like their incoming mayor and they take away the executive uh, authority for um, their ability to do their uh, functioning job within the city. 208-336-3700. I know there are a lot of people listening here who don't live in Eagle. I used to, I lived in Eagle for 20 years. Don't live there anymore. But I guess basically, what would, what would you be feeling if this was happening in your town? Go ahead and weigh in. Is it perfectly okay uh, for the current city council, the uh, mayor who will be leaving in January to make these changes to give the incoming mayor less power? Or do you view this as punitive? Hmm. Because you lost an election. What are your thoughts? You can weigh in when we come back. We'll also hear um, Mayor-elect Pike explain what his problems specifically are with these new ordinances. That'll be coming up here next on News Talk KBOI. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 20, a uh, quick update on the uh, Dow. Uh, looking like kids are going to get something for Christmas this year if this keeps up. Dow is up over 200 points. All the indexes are up. NASDAQ up 74 points this morning. Uh, this is after yesterday. Very small increases, but all three of the indexes uh, were up. But uh, it's up big again today, uh, continuing to set new all-time records on the Dow. Well, I'm in favor of that. Wednesday, this is too good a news. Something, something's got to be wrong right. here. <laughs> what are they setting us up for now? Exactly. When's the other shoe going to drop? Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it and say, hey, kids, guess what? You're gonna have Christmas gifts this year. We can afford it. Stock market's okay. I'll just cash out some of my retirement, and you'll, you'll be good. 
Uh, don't forget, you're also texting right now football. The word football, 208-336-3700. You've got about another half hour to get those texts in, and we'll choose one at random. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which is coming up here this Saturday. You'll get tickets to that if you are our winner, so continue to text. If you've already texted, you're fine, but if you're just waking up or just getting going, just listening in for the first time, text football to 208-336-3700. As we were going to break, told you we were going to hear from uh, Mayor-elect Pike once again um, in the drama that's going on with the city council in Eagle, and he explains why he has problems with the new ordinances that are being um, started going in to his new mayorship beginning in January. Because my two questions that were the first on this, um, um, when this agenda got brought to us at the council meeting, I asked them, what's the purpose of these amendments and why now? What, you know, why, why are we changing it now? And it certainly seems to be, in my opinion, a lame duck um, position here. But other cities do. Um, I know um, Meridian, I think, might have uh, their, their uh, council president uh, work with the uh, mayor on this. And I'm not opposed. So let me put that on record, too. I'm not opposed to working with the council president to set the agendas. I'm just saying historically and traditionally, Eagle has always put that duty to the mayor. So why not bring that up once we're sworn into office on January 9th? Why not bring that to the new council and new mayor if you have concerns about uh, support with that? Mm. And quite frankly, I'm only concerned with what the citizens of Eagle want. I can't control the other cities, nor do I want to. So what other cities do, they have their own parameters, their own reasons behind that, and their own motivations. Uh, But I think we should have historically stayed with the traditions until at least the new swearing in on January 9th. I can answer that one question for him uh, as far as to why they didn't do this Mm -hmm. after he took office in January. Because if you wait until January and this rule hasn't changed, the mayor exclusively has the power to set the agenda. And if he doesn't like the fact that he's going to have to share coming up with new agenda or either one of these amendments... He is uh, doesn't have to bring it up on the agenda. Never has to be brought up because he would exclusively be in charge of whether or not the council would vote on it because he would make the agenda Diab- without without the president of the city council. Diabolical. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the, you can see there is some intricacies and you can see, uh, I think it's safe to say, and I haven't talked to either one of these people, but I'm, I think it's safe to say, just in reading between the lines and some of the quotes that we've given you from uh, current mayor Jason Pierce, um, quoting here once again, in case you missed this, through his campaign, Brad has really gone after the council members. They don't feel there's going to be a good relationship between him and them. He went on to say, uh, as Mayor um, Pike has said, um, that... He asked the question, why now? Why are we doing this, you know, just at the end of of the current mayor's reign? Right. And um, Jason Pierce said, quoting here once again, it wasn't put in place before because there was trust between the mayor and the council, he said. And he said he doesn't think that there is that trust going forward. Hmm. All right, then. There you go. There's the drama going on. Is it a big to-do about nothing? I don't live in Eagle anymore, but uh, hey, if you have a city, um, are you? Uh, there are a lot of cities that already do this. I don't think it's that big a deal. I I think that 
Yeah. It's okay for a city council president and a mayor to work together. But like I said, though, I mean, I, I never like it when a legislative body of any kind, be it uh, a city council or a state legislature or Congress, decides that the executive uh, is doing something that they don't like and that they, from now on, should have that power. And that's been going on, it's been going on the past three or four years around here. Yeah. For sure. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, you hear the quotes here from Jason Pierce. I, I, I don't know the city council members. Um, I don't know. The, the claim was that he put out, and this is from Jason Pierce once again, put out a bunch of misinformation and lies in this campaign about the city council and what they were doing. He was attacking them because they weren't supporting him. They were supporting me. I guess if you're the city council and that actually was happening and you don't trust the fact that, um, you know, he's not going to continue yeah, to not continue to attack you. I, I'm not saying that that happened or not because I haven't talked to anybody. That That's just a claim by one person who is the mayor that that, that happened. It is interesting, like I said, uh, as I mentioned on this vote, there is only one person that voted against it. And that is the new incoming mayor. All of the city council members and uh, the current mayor all voted for the two new amendments. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Our phone lines are open if you want to get through. Uh, right now, we do have a couple lines open. If you want to email us, you can also do that. Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Uh, a couple notes on uh, texting this morning. Number one, you just you just heard right there your chance to win $100. Don't text us here at KBOI. You want to text KBOI to 9495. Is that the number that they just gave? Um, we have a lot of people, and it happens uh, multiple times during the day. They hear that, and they think uh, when they when they hear text KBOI, it means text us here at KBOI. That, that's not what that means. That Very means recent. text text the number 9495. I, I think I'm going to have to look at that number again. Text KBOI to that number. Now, uh, in addition... We are having you text right now to win. We do have some tickets to the football game coming up. Final game on the blue this year. It's a famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up Saturday afternoon. You have a chance to be there if you win our tickets. And you've got about another 20 more minutes to text football to 208-336-3700. Text football to 208-336-3700. And we'll pick one person at random uh, coming up here within the next 20 minutes to get that free pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. A uh, couple of uh, emails taking your thoughts on the drama going on with the Eagle City Council. Jim from Eagle. Hey, it's nice to hear somebody from Eagle. Writes in, Jason and his council cohorts are uh, canceled the contract for waste removal uh, with Western Recycling without any input from the citizens and gave that contract to a California company. Sold Eagle Water to Suez Water, uh, an international company with no input from the voters. In fact, we voted it down, but he passed it anyway. Jason refused to listen to the citizens, and he paid for it. Good riddance. Denny and Nampa writes in, and as usual, he thinks a lot like I do. He says, concerning the Eagle mayoral situation, I quote an old adage that says, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. Enough said. 
Uh, Bob, living in uh, Nampa, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. Uh, I just caught a bit of your conversation earlier, but if I understand it correctly, the agenda in the city of Eagle, as far as council meetings and what have you, is totally set by the mayor. Right, the council members up up yeah. until uh, the new mayor takes place. Right now, okay. it is it, and has been um, set exclusively by the mayor. Yes. Yeah. Well, to me, that seems like a very bad idea. We, we have the same thing in our legislature here, where a chairman can basically hold a bill, uh, and it just doesn't get heard, no matter how many people have voted for or against it. Uh, I guess it's much more efficient, and you only have to influence or buy off one person that way. But uh, seems seems reasonable to me that that. Should be heard by the wait, entire. Wait. Decided- you said you said you only have to buy off. I, I I almost missed that. You only have to buy off one person that way. Well, yeah, it's a lot more efficient <laughs> if you only have one person that sets the agenda rather than four or five. Okay, uh, Cheap, cheaper you, too. All you, you got to do is pay off. Yeah, you pay off one guy and you get to what you wanted. You know. So anyway, I just I don't think that it's it's a good idea to have one person to have total power. Okay, so you you agree that this uh, should be changed, even though you don't live in Eagle, you, you like this new rule change for the incoming mayor? I think, again, I think it should be applied on our state legislature as well, so that uh, chairmen don't have the power that they have. And, uh, yeah, I think it would be a good idea. All right. Thanks for the input. Appreciate it, uh, Bob. Uh, Jim in Eagle, good morning, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, uh, this, I'm pretty sure this all goes back to the Avalanche thing. Um, that was the big thing that really set this over the top. Yeah, you're probably um, right about that. Yeah, and, you know, the city council, along with the mayor at the time, this Jason Pierce, they would hold these council meetings. They wouldn't let people testify. They'd shout people down. It was always contentious. Pike was the only one that stood with the citizens against Avalanche, against selling our water against changing our contract for waste removal, all this stuff. He's the only one that stood up with the people. That's why the city council's upset, because he has the people behind him, and they are mad that they just want to run this city. They don't want any input from us. They think that we are just a bunch of little kids, and they can just run the whole show. And he was the only one that said, you know, I want to listen to what the people want to say. We should open this up for debate. They lost. They are poor losers. It was no problem for Jason to set the agenda. It was no problem for every previous mayor to set the agenda. And it was no problem at all for the city council until a city councilman challenged them and beat the mayor. That's been doing this crap forever. And it's time for these guys, the whole bunch of them, to go. We need someone in here that listens to us instead of the the uh, the developers because that's the only people that this pre- that this current mayor that we are getting rid of, and the three city councilmen that are still there. The only people they listen to are developers, straight up. So take, and, that, and I'm telling you, I've heard this from every citizen I talk to in this city, and I talk to a lot of them. Everyone had the same thing. They'll tell you the same damn thing. Take the uh, mayor's names out of this. Um, take uh, Pierce, take Pike out of it, and uh, just I want to get your input and your opinion. It's all it is, nothing right or wrong. Would sure. you would you be okay if it wasn't the two people that were doing this at the time that they're doing this, that the city council president and the mayor set the agenda instead of just one of them setting it? 
Yeah, you know, I don't really care about that. It's just that it's so petty that they're doing it now. Okay. And it's so obvious. I mean, it is just as obvious as the nose on anyone's face that these guys are just, they are sore losers. They they say they're afraid of Pike. Well, they're afraid of the voters. That's who they're afraid of. Straight up, these people are afraid that they finally got cornered. They have refused to listen to us for years. And all of a sudden, they got they got their butts kicked, and they don't like it too much. And uh, I just think it's a bunch of petty stuff, and I'd like to see the whole bunch of them gone myself. <laughs> well, you may get that uh, chance because, uh, you know, that's what elections are for, to hire yeah, and fire people, hear. right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. All right, uh, Jim, thank you. Uh, appreciate the phone call. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate uh, your input. Rico rides it. You know, Rico's the one that always wants to know if he can sit by me at the games and the concerts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, R- Rico. the concerts and games you, you don't go to. <laughs> well, yeah, generally. Rico says, uh, Merry Christmas. Chris and Mike will miss listening to the show next week. Enjoy your week off. Um, P.S. Can I take time off with Chris? Rico, <laughs> you can take time off. Well, I might be difficult to find. See, that's not nice of you, Chris. Here's a guy that oh, his his whole year would be made if he you would just agree to spend a little time with him on on your days off next week um unless he's being facetious well it doesn't sound like it as often as he you know writes in and just wants to spend time i mean maybe maybe just take him out i mean buy him buy him lunch it it could be humor consistency in humor is is one of my favorite things you know constant callbacks yeah yeah um, you, you find a horse, you beat it till it's dead, and then Absolutely. You, you, you continue and to then, beat it some more. And then you beat where the horse used to be. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when you find out that horse is uh, still over here, but it's dead, you beat it some more and just you, to make sure that it is dead. And then you tell a story about how you beat the dead horse. Uh, Corey writes in, uh, Mike at KBOI.com, email, says the Mayor Pike is big government tax and spend ex-Californian. Pike supports opening a homeless shelter in Eagle and voted against banning panhandling. The Eagle City Council will make liberal Pike a lame duck mayor. Mm-hmm. In- interesting. So oh, you, yeah. you don't it, think it, it uh, Pike's going to last around uh, very long? Last for very long. I, I knew somebody who worked for a corporation for a long time and had this goal that one day she was going to be in this particular management position and they finally put her in this management position uh, and told her that oh by the way we've uh, changed the title of it and some of what you were going to do is now taken care of by this other guy (laughs) so it became uh, a position not of authority but one where you do all the work of the management position without actually having the say so or one other important thing Probably the pay either, right? Actually, just, th- just there, no, th- there there was a raise involved, as I recall. Was it as much as it would have been if? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a part. Well, they had to sucks. give some extra to the person that they also gave, you know, the uh, authoritative duties to. Yeah, um, we're getting good news uh, as far as Christmas gifts. Yeah. I mean, it, this week we're we we have the gifts to keep giving with the stock market. Gas prices in Boise have fallen another seven and a half cents a gallon All right. this week, bringing the new average price for unleaded gas. This is the average for the state, the entire state, $3.36 per gallon. 
There are some places around the country where it is now averaging under three dollars. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to be. Know. I would love to catch up with those people as as the gas prices continue to drop. And by the way, this is like the seventh or eighth. Uh, I'm sorry, thirteenth straight week that they we've seen a drop in gas prices here in Idaho. Cool. So thirteen straight weeks we've seen a drop. Uh, the lowest price that we see in Idaho right now, you can find gas in Idaho for under three dollars, two dollars and seventy one cents per gallon. Highest gas price. $4.09 per count. Somebody has to explain to me why in a state there is a discrepancy that wide. I mean, it's not taxes. You don't pay higher taxes in North Idaho than you do in, in Southern Idaho or vice versa. That's a difference of $1.38 per gallon in the state of Idaho as right. of right now. I like the fact that at least gas comes down once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and- how many products can you think about that actually do fluctuate? Where they're just cheaper every now and then, unless not, there's a sale. Not, not like for instance, if you if, if there's a sandwich that you like and it's four dollars, so you you probably go there every day for lunch. You have it, and then all of a sudden one day it's five dollars, and then you say, "Is it going to be five dollars forever?" And they say, "No, no, no, it'll soon be six dollars." Come down yeah. back down to two dollars. You know, but, but they don't bring it back to only, four dollars. Yeah, gas is the only thing you really see uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, Lowest price in Boise this morning. Airline tickets, maybe, but they just, I don't know. Yeah. They're all over the place. Uh, lowest price in Boise this morning, by the way, mm-hmm. Costco, $3.09. So mm-hmm. if we continue with the drop in prices, it, it, the way it's been going the last two to three weeks, uh, by the first of the year, we should be under $3 a gallon. Costco's at three oh nine, and if you don't want to pay a membership fee, Albertsons, once again on Apple, I don't get it, is also $3.09. Both are, by the way, down three cents since yesterday. So since this story came out mm-hmm. yesterday of the gas prices changing, um, the gas prices have gone down again today. So even though I'm giving you this news, this is news from yesterday, gas prices could be lower here in the Treasure Valley. And I have seen gas prices in some of the gas stations that I travel that are selling at three uh, three nineteen now uh, a gallon. Um yeah. In, instead of the, as we mentioned there, the 330 a gallon in some of the different places. So you can find it cheaper. 309 at Costco, 309, uh, Albertsons on Apple. But I mean, at this time of year, if you think about this, if you have a 15 or like I have a 16 gallon, uh, gas tank, mm-hmm. um, you're saving about a dollar a gallon from what we were just a couple of months ago. $16 of fill up. I fill up four times a month. That's extra money for Christmas that, presents. That, and that'll buy you what that, used to be that $4 sandwich. Yeah, it, it makes a difference, especially at this time of year, right? Right. And, and then as far as the stock market, at least it makes you feel better like you can go out and spend a little more money. So maybe it'll help out the economy. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hmm. I don't know what's worse. Dominic the Christmas donkey or Porky Pig, I'll have a blue Christmas. Yes, you do. I kind of like this one. <laughs> what's wrong with you? I don't, it's kind of it's kind of funny. What is wrong with you? A stuttering you? pig singing a Christmas song? Come on, that's kind of funny. Make fun of somebody's speech impediment like that, let alone a farm animal. <laughs> 
Uh, look, Nate Shellman in on the uh, Casper and, and Chris show. Yeah. That usually only happens when one of us calls him at 4 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, I can't make it in today. You have to fill in. Well, I figured you were playing my interview with uh, Mayor-elect uh, Brad Pike <laughs> I, uh, in many of my interviews. Um, and so you, you were know, already doing a large portion of the show. When, when you're not stealing my tickets or my ideas for the afternoon show, <laughs> oh, I might God, as well stop by. Really? We're going to start that already? Why not? Why not? I can't believe you tried to get away with it. You did not make up Festivus. No, I didn't say I made up Festivus, but I brought Festivus to KBOI. Okay, I, I will give you, you brought... You, set, you stood you, there in the hall and said Festivus was my idea. It is. No, it's not. I didn't bring it to KBOI. I said Festivus was my idea. I was the first person in charge of a radio station to bring Festivus to a radio station in the Treasure Valley. We used to do Festivus parties. That's... Yeah. That I I I'll give you. You brought it to KBOI. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll let you have that little piece of your world. What? <laughs> Nothing. Been doing Festivus for years here on KBOI. And, and it's to much hap- success. It's going to happen again, right? You're In doing, the afternoons. So, oh doing, yeah. You're doing Festivus. Yeah. 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 So you know you'll you'll be able to ride the coattails of the morning show this Friday when we do airing of the grievances. You know, you were about to have 10 pairs of tickets to give away to the potato bowl. You know that. But? But you decided to pull this little stunt. Did you? Where are you hiding them? Did you? Uh, <laughs> you They're know, somewhere on me. No. When, when, when the show's off the air, I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. So where are you going to put that many tickets? Here's the cool thing. About what might happen if you and Chris, how are you? How do you allow yourself to get brought up, brought into all of this, all of Mike's oh, shenanigans? You know, for money. You okay? <laughs> I mean, you didn't steal from me for years, and then that one time you said, "Oh, go ahead, go ahead." Oh, you mean that, that time when I covered for? I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh-huh. So, if you decide to even try Festivus and you want Festivus imaging, you'll have it. You'll have all the Festivus imaging you want. Don't worry about it. I got it covered. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I, got, so, I know I, you do. Got it covered. Uh-huh. Some, okay. some people prefer Chester to Festivus. <laughs> None of you know how to work this equipment like I do. <laughs> well, that is, that, that is true. That is true. Derek's barely sober. We go, we you don't off. know how to run anything that's computerized. <laughs> we, we go off the air, and it's like, where's Nate? We have dead air. Uh, by the way, Kenny uh, Kuna just wrote in, don't let Nate fool y'all. He took some of your tickets and gave them away yesterday. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we voted as to whether or not uh, I we was going to We voted ruin. like they do at the uh, Eagle City Council meetings? No, well, no, this was this was a true vote. Um, uh. this, <laughs> this, this was the audience voting as to whether or not I was going to uh, ruin um, that Netflix movie. Whether well, I was going to spoil the Netflix movie with... Oh, Leave um, the World Behind? That yeah. One? Uh, Which is the ending. only movie I've watched in the past 10 years to make me actually swear at the end. Wow. I d- That's I, how bad it was. I did, really? too. I did, too. Yes. I liked it. What is wrong with you? How I could love you the like movie. It? I also like Never mind. I like Never mind. You like most movies. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> I love the movie. Just the ending was horrible. Terrible. All right. Uh, Nate Shelman coming up later this afternoon. Nate, uh, thanks for putting together our show for us this morning. Much appreciated. I don't know what you have planned for us tomorrow, but I'm... But you'll steal it the morning Uh, after. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow morning. Tune in. We got a minute We got a minute. What were you saying? (laughs) I don't trust the three of you. That's what. (laughs)
You guys go on forever. I'm sitting here going, wrap it up. Oh, okay. Well, you got new? Any, it didn't seem like it. Did you got just any more? Pretty, pretty new. Yep. <laughs> got any more Looney Tunes characters? Uh, I did, by the way, you have one more minute. I do need to remind you, if you want those tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, huh. you have one more minute to get your text in football to 208-336-3700. I'll have uh, two pair of Mike Casper's tickets to give away this afternoon. <laughs> So you're stealing tomorrow's tickets because we had two tickets for tomorrow, so we don't have tickets tomorrow morning? Is that what no, you're you saying? No, you have one pair tomorrow. You one. did have two. I did have now two. Now you're down to one. All right. Well, at least we can still sound off. <laughs> Cards and letters, uh, once again, care of uh, Nate Shellman, 1L. Uh, Justine, email Nate at KBOI if you don't like that. Um, we'll be back tomorrow morning on a 20-hour break. Uh, we'll have more R&R barbecue tickets to give away. Final chance, once again, text football right now, 208 336